2: 11 o'clock we're going to continue to talk about car car repair questions and issues and my car's doing this and this is how much they want to do that and here's and and we're going to talk symptoms more than anything else so if you have a particular problem we have to get to the symptoms of that problem and then we have to mail it to go from the symptoms to the possible areas of concern so it's kind of like we talked about that the hit the key and nothing happens and then intermittently everything's fine well I'm gonna to go to the brake pedal because the starter typically it's 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 kinda of like a, a it's like a light bulb either it works or it doesn't and so it's not likely to be a starter problem where we, sometimes it works great and sometimes it doesn't work at all and there's a solenoid and there's all kinds of other switches and relays involved and stuff Auto Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted complete automotive service. Chuck Nide, who owns it, and his son Derek. I've known Chuck since the 70s, but they opened this facility up in 1982. So if you're in Sun City, the only shop I can recommend is Auto Dynamics, and they're on Grand Avenue on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. 602-508-0960. We have four lines open, and we're going to go talk to Ronnie, who's on line one. Ronnie, good morning. Hello?
4: This is Serlano.
2: Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go right ahead.
4: Hi. Okay, 96 Jeep Cherokee. A couple of issues that I've been toying with. I've had this vehicle for about three years. I've put 5,000 miles on it. It's running about 223 on the clock, 223,000. The first issue is it's overheating in the summertime. Uh, So I've done a flush, I put a radiator in it. Uh, Any hints, tips on that particular make and model? It's the inline
2: six, by the way. Okay, and then let's talk about the overheat. Um, Where is the needle on the gauge?
4: Uh, The gauge will run up to uh, past halfway, so into the 220, 225. Um, I've hit red back before I changed the radiator and did the flush, Um, so...
2: Okay. Let me uh, just tell you that that car is designed to run between half and three quarter on the gauge. Obviously, the red zone is is another area. But if you're working to bring it out of that half to three quarter range, you're wasting a lot of money.
4: Okay. I kind of I was comfortable, you know, from listening to you for many years. uh, I was comfortable with the two twenty plus. The fact that it would edge into the red zone is what kind of what i was chasing yeah that's um, that's
2: different that you bet you're you're right
4: yeah yeah uh, and
2: then here's the deal too let's talk about that for just a minute if you get within a needle width or so of the red zone then the question is is what are you doing now and what happens if you gain speed so there's only two things once it gets close to the red mark it doesn't change You know, I can go fast, I can go slow, I can turn the air off, I can turn the air on, blah, 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 and it just doesn't change. The needle doesn't move. Or, well, that happens when I come to a traffic light and and it gets up there close, but when I get across the intersection and I go a block or two, then all of a sudden that needle's back down way away from the red as well. Those are airflow problems. So that's a fan clutch or an electric fan or that the condenser, the air conditioning condenser that's in front of the radiator is filled with 400 years of bugs and we need to clean the condenser so that we can have airflow across it, like your 96 Cherokee could very well have a, a kind of a dirty, and you're not going to pressure wash it with the nozzle two inches away from the the, the condenser because that will ruin the condenser. So those are the kinds of things. But anyway, you had another another portion. What else we got? Uh, yeah, um,
4: same vehicle. Uh, when I first got it, I've done some mods to it, uh, added some lift, and put a little bit bigger tires on it. But even before I did that, um, I felt like it was downshifting too often. You know, a grade that I could barely see, um, it would want to downshift in cruise control or whatever. Uh, it would downshift out of overdrive. Since I put uh, bigger tires, and I only went with uh, 31 1050s on it, um, it's doing it a little more, and... We took it over to parker and back uh coming back on the freeway of course it's uphill all the way from the river but uh it never got into overdrive uh coming back so i'm wondering should i be looking at the transmission or would i be looking at gearing yet Well, i no,
2: i wouldn't i wouldn't do either one i think the problem is your 3110s. um that you've changed the parameters for the computer it recognizes one rotation equals this and that equals this and this equals this speed and i am looking at the chart and at this speed i should be doing this but you just changed the chart right so so that that creates all kinds of problems because now one revolution carries you further with your 31s than it did before with your 235s or 225s so okay. there's a there's a big difference there it it doesn't bother me at all that if you're climbing hills in that Cherokee with those big tires that you don't go into overdrive. I would expect that, and okay. and it depends on how many people are in the Cherokee and how much beer you guys had and all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> so right. it it I I'd, I wouldn't be concerned. I'd be pulling the dipstick and smell it. If it smells burnt, yeah, we need to do something. But if it doesn't smell burnt and you touch the dipstick to the the white fender and you can look right through and the fluid is pink and it's not filled with carbon pieces and stuff then i'm saying okay well fine you can take my grandkids to the river the next time you come i'm not worried about that but but you change the 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 path and and so there's load there's rpm and then there's speed and then there's throttle so we have four variables and you just changed a big one it's no big deal this happens a lot when you lift them and stuff like that but you can do different things you can There are guys out there on the Internet that will teach you how to put a resistor in the speed sensor circuit to change the value. I think that's a huge waste of time, and I think at the end of the day, it probably won't work anyway. But by the same token, as long as you know what's going on, and then when you're climbing a hill on your 31s, it's okay to pull it out of overdrive and just put it into drive and not let it go into overdrive or lockup. And just pull it out and make the motor work hard. So you can manually shift that if you want on the uphill or the downhill side. It's okay. I do it on my Dodge 1-ton. I don't like it when it starts hunting. You're going uphill. I'm hauling horses. And then all of a sudden I get caught with two cars in front of me. I'm in the right lane. I back off the throttle. The son of a gun upshifts two gears. Then I turn on my turn signal, and I want to swing out to the left. And I throttle it up hard, and the transmission has to decide what gear I want. And so a lot of times I just manually pull it into that bottom, what we got, the bottom gear, and then I'll shift it when I want to. Okay. Okay.
4: Um, One quick question then on the gearing issue. I kind of got it in mind to do some kind of small trailer to haul camping equipment stuff. Um, Is gearing, at, at what point would you say, yeah, you probably need to go a little deeper?
2: Well, it's really imagine the RPMs. At sixty five to seventy miles an hour, I'm hoping you're under two grand. In high gear, I'm hoping you're under two grand. So you're locked up. Right
4: at yeah. I'm I'm right at two grand, twenty two hundred maybe.
2: Okay, you're a little high and that's okay, but you're still in the power range. So you're okay. Uh-huh. So I, I don't think I'd do any gearing. If you're going to put a single axle back there and haul a quad or you know some other hunting stuff or or whatever, it, that thing probably has a a a cart care car, gross combined weight rating trailer weight. It's it's going to have a weight rating of a trailer of probably between eight thousand and fifteen hundred pounds. I doubt if you're going to exceed that. Okay. So I I don't think you need to worry about that. But if you want to find out how far your speedometer is, stop by Discount Tire and have them punch in your old tire size and your new tire size and they'll hand you a piece of paper that tell you your mileage at this is really this. <laughs> and your mileage at 10 <laughs> is really this and your mileage at 70 is really this and they'll do that for you for free. Okay? All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. 602-508-0960. The lines are open. 602-508-0960. There's a lot of things on the newer model cars that we can mess around with. We can change things. We can fake the computer out. And it, that's all it is, is, it is about is just lying to the computer. Because the computer is this old gray-haired grizzly son of a gun that sits inside this little box and he has all these inputs. And so he's sitting there and he's watching everything that happened. And when he sees the right RPM and the right throttle angle, uh, and they're all numbers by the way, these are all numbers. So he sees the the throttle blade is a third open, so he knows that your foot's a third, and he knows you're going up a hill because he can see the engine vacuum dropping, and he can see your foot coming on the, the throttle, and he can see all of this kind of stuff. Well, if we just lie to him a little bit, then we can make him do something different. And so, if we pretend pretend that our throttle it really it's at 65 percent, but we want it to tell him he it's at 75 percent, well, at 75 percent he's going to downshift, and so he's going to take us out of fifth and put us in fourth. So you can play that game. There's lots of programmers and stuff on the internet that you can do, but you have to be careful about one thing. You can't go in there and start running raw fuel through those motors with catalytic converters because that little bitty piece of Um, stuff that you have and you've plugged in and now you've got raw fuel running out of the tailpipe and you're smoking the neighborhood up when you start your car and you think you're Rick Rapid Roy the race car boy and you're doing all this kind of stuff you're going to pay a big price for that so the emissions and the catalytic converter they can't handle that kind of stuff And so all of a sudden, you're diluting the oil with gasoline, you're running raw gasoline out the tailpipe, the catalytic converter is going to melt down, you're going to have all kinds of problems, and then your MAP sensor is not going to work, your mass airflow sensor is going to get all carboned up, because half the time you've got the throttle blades wide open, all that stuff happens. So just, just be careful and be wise. And when you want to enhance the performance of your vehicle, I would suggest that, a very small amount will will be better than trying to go and find the other end of the spectrum. Because if you if you if you're happy with seven on a ten scale, or if you're happy with three on a ten scale, and you take it up to a ten to see what it's like, I, I strongly suggest that the the cost associated with taking it to a ten on a one to ten scale is going to be huge. So that's kind of how it works. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we come back, here's what I'll share with you. I have a dodge one ton truck it's got the six seven diesel in it i I haul farm equipment I haul horses i I haul stuff with it. I change the oil every ten to twelve thousand miles i I do everything by the book with respect to fluids and stuff like that. It just rolled over 120,000, 130,000 miles. I don't remember what it was. I just looked at it the other day. But the bottom line is it's been a really good truck, and I'm on my third set of tires. I just installed my third set of tires, and I haven't had anything go wrong with this truck. But at the very beginning, we own a business that does performance on diesels, and we did add a modifier to the truck that allows me to step up the power and performance just a little bit. And that has made a difference, but I'm in the the 16-mile-to-the-gallon range at the same time. So running empty up and down the mountain between Phoenix and Payson, if you'll let me do round-trip, I'm at 16.1 to 16.7 with a one-ton 6.7-liter diesel. Now, my wife can get better than that because she'll use cruise control. But every once in a while, i got to step on it to get around a slower truck, and usually it's a Ford diesel or something like that. So my foot movements are probably uh, more definitive than hers are, <laughs> and she's probably not interested in passing them. Nevertheless, it's important to understand that that sword of power and performance and then damage to your car, it cuts both ways. 602 960
5: Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up-to-date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
6: Hey folks, it's Seth Liebson. After a year filled with bad and hard news, my friend Solar Sandy has some good news. No power bills and no solar panel payments for one year. You heard me right. If you go with Solar Sandy, she'll pay your power bills and solar panel payments for one year. No matter your politics, a power rate increase is coming next year. I say skip it. In fact, skip power bills altogether. How about that for good news? Just click on AskSolarSandy.com to get started. That's AskSolarSandy.com.
0: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. I'll take you back to school. Okay, I got
3: it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. In 50
6: feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks,
0: I'm taking it slow. Well,
6: you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles.
0: Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around ten thousand dollars in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Twenty-one minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. We still have forty minutes of the show left. 602-508-0960. The lines are open. We only have one of the five that's available or one that's busy. So you have four chances to get in. 602-508-0960. And before we take Eric, because he's our next caller, and let me talk about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Nate at Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. When it comes to the Dodge diesel, the Chevy diesel, and the Ford diesel, and some other domestic and import diesels, there's nobody I know that does a good as job as Nate at Strictly Diesel. And Strictly Diesel means Strictly Diesel. They don't ma- Now, they'll change the oil in your family car and stuff like that, but the bottom line is, is they're really good at what they do. And Nate and his guys have seen so much diesel work, that they're they're capable of just narrowing down your symptoms to one or two or three repairs. They can't look into the future. It's just the experience of seeing the same symptom on a same vehicle and then saying, "Okay, well that's a, that's a that's a regular symptom. That symptom matches this repair." So if you have a diesel and nobody else can fix it, strictly diesel service and repair would be the place I would suggest that you go. Eric, good morning. How can we help you?
3: Good morning, Mark. Um I've got an alternator that originally was in a 15 uh, F-250 with a 6.2 diesel. Uh, it's a 200 amp alternator. I would like to put that in a hot rod I'm putting together so that I have a 200 amp alternator because of all of the uh, electronics I've put in
7: this car. How do I wire it? Uh,
2: well. I disagree with, I don't care what kind of electronics you, you have on that, that's just a huge overkill. But um, the wire, the alternator is going to have a trigger wire, and it usually comes from the key switch, to turn it on. And then it's going to have a field wire, and that could go a couple of different places. And, and then you're going to have the hot wire that goes from the output terminal of the alternator to the battery. But 200 amps, there's no way in God's green earth unless you have fourteen miles of incandescent lights on that and you're running three giant electric pool pump motors that you need 200 amps so I mean I I don't know but but if you get the di- wiring diagram for the alternator that you have it's going to have three or four terminals there may be one of them that goes to the light on the dash and then on the other side of the light on the dash there's power so when we lose the power it goes to ground it turns the light on you can you can take that circuit and forget it. You don't have to deal with that circuit, but you can do whatever you want. But um, I don't. I I mean, I what is it a gasoline motor you're running?
3: Uh, yeah, and I've got uh, uh, so it's a uh, the it's a mid engine car. The radiator's in the back. It's always had cooling issues. So okay. I have a two sixteen inch. Uh, electric fans on the radiator that are 10 amps each. Uh, uh, well, they tell me to put a 60 amp fuse on them, so I'm thinking they might be more than that. Uh, Probably the relay, do
2: they both come on at the same time?
3: Uh, no, no, they're okay. going to be staged differently one at 170, one at 180. Okay, but then I've okay. got an electric transmission cooler and an electric oil cooler.
2: Okay. All right. Well, you can do whatever you want. Two hundred. I've there. I've got semis that don't have two hundred amps that have wenches on them that that haul okay. trailers with all kinds of lights and 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 I'm and I'm well, all kind of stuff. I I I don't know. I. I so your but, di-
3: your diesel pickup you were just talking about that you get sixteen miles to the gallon. How many uh-huh. amp alternators did that come with from the factory?
2: Probably a hundred. Okay. I don't, I don't. I'm know.
3: just saying because this this is off of a 15 F250, and it had 200 from the factory.
2: I know, but it's it's a regulated 200. It's capable of 200. It's not meant to operate in the 200 range. It'll melt down right. if you, if you were to draw that much uh, amps on it. Uh, I mean, really and truly, what you have right now, go buy yourself an inductive amp probe. And just wrap the negative cable or the positive cable, turn on all your electricity, and look at the amp draw. That's all. Just look at it. You'll know exactly what kind of alternator you're going to need. All you have to do is cover the biggest. I I bet at the end of the day, I doubt very seriously if you'd have anything north of 80. Okay. I mean, because the 60 amp is going to trigger a relay to turn on the fan, and then the resistance of the fan is going to determine whether it 's sucking or pushing <laughs> and, and and also the heat generated by the motor, but i don 't understand those cooling fans sixteen inch i 've never we've installed cooling fans in lots of Lots of vehicles. We put them on the front of the condenser to give them better air conditioning flow across the condenser. We've sometimes supplemented the uh, the mechanical fan. I've never seen anything with 60 amps on it or 80 amps on it. But then, again, I, I've not seen everything in my whole life. But what part of town do you, do? You, first of all, do you have an inductive amp probe?
3: Uh, no, I could buy one, though.
2: Okay. I think you can rent them, to be honest with you. And it's just a, it's a clamp with a, a digital meter on it. What part of town do you live in?
3: Uh, South Scottsdale.
2: Okay, um, I talked to Craig over there at eighty um, uh, seventh Bell Automotive. Bell Automotive. Okay. And talk to yeah, Craig I, and ask him. Say, I, I, if I'm you, two
3: blocks from him.
2: Okay. Well, Craig would be able to measure the amperage for you in in no time. But this is maximum effect. So the 200, you you have to remember we've got a seven-pin bargeman at the at the back end of your F-550 and and of my 350, and we can light up a whole bunch of stuff in the horse trailer. So we could use and consume a lot of electricity between the truck and the trailer, depending on what's in the trailer, and if we're trying to run a rectifier, a a, a I, I, the words just slip where where we can change voltage from 12 to 110 and stuff like that. So, right,
3: the inverter.
2: Uh, invert, thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. So I, I don't, I, I think Craig would be, he has the equipment. I'm, I'm 100% sure he has the equipment necessary to just take a look at it and turn everything on and just wrap. Now, you've got to wrap both cables off of either the positive or the negative. It doesn't make any difference. But you can't wrap the big one and leave the little one there. So you've, gotta, you've got a 12 gauge wire coming off, and then you've got a big battery cable. You've got to get both of them within that clamp. So everything that either comes off or goes into the positive or negative side is the appropriate way to measure the amps. Anyway, thank you, Eric. Good luck to you. That's a big alternator too. Hope I hope you have a motor that's going to turn that when it's putting out 200 amps, because it's it's not going to be a it's not going to be a water pump kind of load. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we've got a half an hour left of the show, and you're more than welcome to call and talk. I'm especially good for you ladies that your husband keeps telling you to do this and you can't find it in the owner's manual. What do I think? And for a dollar, I'll always side for you. That's all. It's easy. 602-508-0960. I've been involved in car repair since 1968 when I was in high school and I worked at a gas station. But I've had some extensive training with respect to cars and tires and um, mechanical issues that are of, of a legal nature. Did the brakes really fail? And fluids, oils, gasoline, stuff like that. And I'll give you a good example. The difference between regular gasoline and super gasoline is this: regular gasoline, one molecule ignites ten, and then ten 100, and 100 ignite a hundred, and a hundred ignite a thousand. So the burn is fast; it goes boom. But on super, the burn is like this boom it's just longer that's all in milliseconds of time so premium one in an exaggerated way one molecule ignites two two ignite four four ignite six six ignite eight that but on regular gasoline one ignites a hundred a hundred ignite a thousand thousand ignite a hundred thousand that's how it is so the burn time of the explosion is just longer and most people can't feel it and most computers just ignore it we'll be back
6: Hi, it's Jim Ryan, general manager of 960 the Patriot. I've told you how the Biden administration cut 8 million in funding from the Phoenix Dream Center and Streetlight USA. They're the nation's largest human trafficking rescue and rehab program, and they need our help. I visited the Phoenix Dream Center last week and I was told they just had to turn 4 kids away because of a lack of finished rooms. Thanks, President Biden. Here's the deal. A $20,000 gift will help run an entire room of two to three girls or young women for a full year while they receive intensive healing care. Let's get the Phoenix Dream Center and Streetlight USA a new room. Here's how I will help. If you own a business and can make a large donation, I will give you the equal amount back in advertising on 960 to Patriot for your business. Be a Patriot business benefactor. Make any large donation, and I give you back the entire amount in advertising for your business. Call me at 602-955-9600. That's 602-955-9600.
0: America, welcome home the brave, the brave men and women who serve their country are coming home, home to their cities and towns, home to their mountains and valleys, home to their families and friends, home to America, some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder, Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave.
4: I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help.
0: As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned.
8: I am a veteran. I lost both legs in
0: Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small.
8: My victory was getting my benefits
6: and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be
0: done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. All about
8: that demon, all the moved. With the wheels, the well, you
2: know, welcome the back, here, everybody. Let me just shut down some of my screens real quick. We were just talking about, uh, to a gentleman, and we're going to get to the callers in a minute, Eric on an alternator. He has a 200-amp alternator, and one of the questions he asked me was, "Is you know, what's your alternator in your one-ton Dodge truck? The answer is, is my alternator total output in my truck is 160 amps. However, the normal operating ranges between 40 and 60. Now, 40 and 60 means I'm probably in four-wheel drive, probably means that I'm uh, running the motor up kind of high RPM. I'll have all my lights on, have my, uh, you know, creature comfort stuff, the heater on, the air conditioning on, and basically you've got everything that you can have on, you have on. So 60 to 80 is the typical range that uh, that I would use. Now, I know that if I'm just driving down the road and I don't have the stereo on, I don't have the air conditioning on, I don't have any lights on and all that other kind of stuff, I'm probably going to draw 20 amps easy, and that's just to keep the electronics alive but we were talking the difference he had a 200 amp alternator that he thought he needed or he had in his hand that he wanted to apply to to a car that he's building. So my my truck has a 160 but the normal operating range is between 40 and 60 amps. Let's go to the phones. Kevin, good morning.
7: Well, thank you. Good morning. I'm calling to find out why you passed me going up the hill a couple of weeks ago.
2: Um I I I don't it. I don't know what you're talking about.
7: Well, your your, your partner uh, is his finger on the button when I say board. Uh,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess not because he's still talking. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and and, and Gil says I guess not because you're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: anyway, F two fifty. It's an old two, no catalytic converter or anything on it. But uh, a, a, it's been uh pretty much. I just turned over two hundred thousand miles in about. 20,000 miles ago it's been a bullet up till then now i've just got a it lost the powder and it's like a primer when i stepped on the gas i mean it'd be there like a car you know just Mm -hmm. instantaneous and a lot of power really fast from the light and now i've i've lost the fastness you know of it any suggestions
2: well let me ask you a question when 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 you're doing this um, what are First of all, what motor you got in the Ford? Is it a 6-liter or the 6.4 or what?
7: It's the 7.3. Oh.
2: You, don't complain about that power motor. That's a monster. Hey, I saw a guy the other day that had an Expedition with a 7.3, and it had the most beautiful paint job in the world, and he said to me, before you even ask me, I'm not selling it because I would have bought that thing. It, it had low miles on it. It was stunningly beautiful, and it was in his garage. Um, well, I, thanks I don't know to if, you. What's that?
7: I'm sorry. Thanks to you last time when I called you, uh, I was I was thinking about selling it, you know, and I, and that's that's what I was calling to get some information on. And with your information and what someone else told me, I just uh, kept it and fixed it up.
2: Yeah. I think I'm the wrong guy to ask, and I I want you to, to to feel free to call one of two places. You can either call my shop and talk to my son Alan, who 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 handles the diesel side of our business, and okay. he has lots of familiarity with the seven three, the six four, the six the six liter, as well as the six seven Dodge and the six six on the on the uh, GM product. So he knows that, or you can call Nate at Strictly Diesel, and you say. Mark Salem said that I can use one of his favors to talk to you for a minute, and oh, that I have got me a seven time. Yeah, and so that's what I would do. <laughs> Those two guys are much better than I am. Nate at Strictly Diesel or Alan at my shop, and and they'll be able to help you over the phone and at least guide you. Okay, I can't.
7: Okay, I right. thank you very much, and you all have a great day.
2: All right, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, folks. I, I'm not. I'm not the guru of that, but but a fuel it's going to be fuel delivery i think i think it's going to be a fuel delivery issue the the question is is do we have ample fuel with we're missing turbo boost have we lost the turbo have we have we lost boost or is that a fuel delivery a substandard fuel delivery and and i i don't even know how to tell him to look for it so i'll do the best i can Derek, Derek, good morning how can i help you good morning mark so
1: i got a relatively simple question we uh When we're charging, using our AC machine to charge a car, and we put in the uh, recommended amount, you know, as stated on the radiator support, should we add extra, uh, because for the hoses, for the AC fill hoses? Because when we go and recover, it usually pulls back about a quarter of a pound. So should we add a quarter pound to that to compensate?
2: No, I, I mean, how old is your machine? Do you know?
1: Um it's uh it's
2: probably 6 years old. Okay. On all the machines that we have that that pull, recycle, refurbish and reinstall, we don't make any corrections whatsoever. We have found okay. that whatever that sticker is, that's the capacity uh, of that system mm-hmm. and that air conditioning system. We here's what it taught us. Folks, what we have is in the old days Every single technician or every single garage had different ways to tell when the car was full of Freon. Now there was this one old guy named Ken that used to wave a dead chicken around his head and however many times the head spun on the dead chicken, that's how many pounds he'd put in it. It was craziness. Today, we we put precisely the amount. So now we know exactly, so we have this machine that sucks it out. Most of us, the machine will clean it up, remove any particles, remove water, remove moisture, remove oil, and put it right back in. And you're going to pay $125, $150 for the service, but you're getting all your Freon back, and I only need to add six ounces to your bill because that's how low you were. So I'm going to charge you for the service, but I'm going to charge you for six ounces on top of that. So in your particular case, I I would suggest you do what we do. I mean, we sell tons of Freon, but by the same token, it's been cut in half over the last three or four years because of the new equipment. So we're not selling nearly as much Freon. And as a matter of fact, now we're recovering stuff, and we really don't have a way to, to deal with the recovered stuff. So um, a lot of times you can't put it back in the car because it has water, it has moisture, it has too much dye or has too much oil because somebody packed the compressor full of oil. So in your case, I, I would just go by the sticker, the capacity of the system. I'd use that number.
1: So, okay. yeah, when we're done and you disconnect the hoses and you recover what's left in the hoses, it brings back a quarter of a pound.
2: Okay, well, if and you then, want it, but so that's what a, yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to do that, it's not a quarter of a pound. How many, how many ounces does it hold all together?
1: Well, obviously every vehicle is different, but every vehicle when we disconnect and hit recover to, to, va- to put those hoses into a vacuum, that's what, it, that's what it brings back. So the way I see it is if we put in, say if we put in 29 ounces, uh, and then it pulls back, say, four or five ounces, that's four or five ounces that the tank registered as giving out. And then once you recover, it pulls back four or five ounces, leaving the car four or five ounces short.
2: Yeah, we've never, it. We, we've never We have never you you're you're describing. You first of all, I I really question the validity of lines from the unit to the car four or five ounces. I mean, I, I, I but it's okay, and I can argue with you because you probably more testing for that. But we're, we're not having the problem. We know that if we just do the capacity. And we know that, we, that the air conditioning system is going to be blowing throwing ice cubes at them on the tall threes and, and somewhere in the 40s. So we, that's, we're just not having that problem. But anyway, good luck to you. Thank you very much for calling. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, William, you stay right there, and we're going to get you right off the bat. We're on a mission
0: to connect every Arizona service member, veteran, and their families to the support and resources they deserve. If you or someone you know needs assistance with benefits, health care and wellness, employment, or housing, Visit connectveterans.org or call 866-4-A-Z-VETS right now to learn more. This message is brought to you by the Arizona Coalition for Military Families, the Arizona Department of Veterans Services, and Arizona's Be Connected Partners. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A
8: metathesis
0: reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. <laughs> Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table Burning with science But her kids' love for The mom is truly transparent Proof you don't have to be perfect To be the
5: perfect parent
3: You don't have
0: to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids in the Ad Council. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming.
6: We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism. They think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J.
1: Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this. You can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety.
3: Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people high. For political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics.
0: Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you.
2: Well, 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here talking about car and car repair, questions and issues and stuff like that. And so if you'd like to join us this last segment, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, we have four lines open. We've got one right now, occupied. William, I'm going to get to you, but i got to talk about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in in the interim. Thompson's has been around for a very long time. I've known the Thompson family since the late 60s when they were in the gas station business in Mesa. The Thompson and the Vivian family really kind of dominated the gasoline in Mesa back then. Well, you've got Brian and Thelma. They came from both of those families, the Vivian family and the Thompson family. They own Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, and it's on Main Street just east of Stapley. Those young, that young men and man and woman combination have been around cars and they knew what gasoline smelled like when they were three four five six seven eight years old so it's the only shop in mesa i can refer you to it i'm comfortable that they're going to treat you fairly i'm comfortable they have the skills necessary to diagnose your problem and to give you good advice so if you're in mesa thompson's auto repair and towing on main street just east of stapley good place to go let's go to william william thank you for holding how can i help you
8: you're welcome i have a very nice problem uh, hey. I was going to go out, yeah, I was going to go out and buy a used Honda Ridgeline, but I'm finding that the prices for the used Honda Ridgeline are almost <laughs> a few thousand dollars less than a brand new one. So, uh, you know, they're saying it's factory chip shortages that's causing it, the increased demand for it. So I think I'm just going to go out and buy a, a 2021 Honda Ridgeline. My question is, do I go with the black? interior or the white interior here in the phoenix valley i'm a native guy You know how hot it gets so i've heard yeah. pros and cons w- what do you think
2: well it depends on how many kids you got slobbering and pooping all over everything because if you've got kids like that then the black one works for me <laughs> because it hides well, stains and it's it's but white i have always liked white even so in the I, does,
8: is the temperature difference that much between black yeah, and, and a lighter interior I,
2: I have both, and I've never noticed a temperature difference that captured my attention. I, I I have black. I drive a car with black leather, and then we have my wife's car that has a light gray leather, and I've never noticed the difference at all. I I don't know that 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 would be an issue. If you're going to buy something new, though, try to stick with just the car, the sales tax, and the license, and try not to buy all the frill stuff. Which is you know lifetime oil changes, which means we just get a chance to bite your wallet every time you come in and stuff like that. Right. And then also the aftermarket warranties. Because here's the response I would like you to consider using. So let me get this straight. The Honda Ridgeline is a really really good vehicle, but you want to sell me a a aftermarket package that covers stuff that the basic warranty doesn't, or that's that the Ridgeline's going to need after the three years, thirty six is up. So I'm I'm unclear as to why I need to do that if it's such a great car, because they're so lucrative. Those those contracts are so lucrative for the people that are selling them. So yeah. just go in there and tell them I'm going to pay you. We're going to agree on a price. I'm going to pay you sales tax and license, and I'm out the door. We're done. But I I don't I you've asked me a question. I'm stuttering like on because I've never had that answered. I've never given it a lot of thought. But I also want you to know that the tint on the windows is going to have a lot to do with the temperature of the cloth or the leather inside the car. If we're going to have a big UV number on the window tint, we're going to keep a lot of the heat out of the car. So I okay. don't remember anybody complaining about burning the back of their legs. You know, women, especially when they get into a black or a white interior, I I, I, I thought that was something that, that I I wasn't going to have to deal with. But I I, I don't know.
8: Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the con uh, the conversation about it. And, um, you
2: know, um, have you got a place that you're going to go look at the new Honda Ridgelines?
8: Well, I'm buying it from a brokerage, AAA broker, who says okay. she negotiates with various different
2: dealerships. Um, okay,
8: and so that's where I'm working.
2: Well, yeah. well, let me let me comment on that. It, it the, and I'm not going to comment about your situation. There's all kinds of brokers out there, all kinds, right. and. I would venture a guess that I could by myself beat every single one of the offers that they presented to me if we were comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges all, all i all the, it makes no sense for the dealer to put someone in between them and the customer. It doesn't make any sense and and I understand that there's lots of brokers out there it's not a situation that I Tell people to go find a broker, and it's not a situation that I approve of, and it's not a situation that I would want my wife or my daughter or any of my family to do that either. I think there's plenty of salesmen that have long-term goals at those dealerships, and they have all the authority. But there's also people on the radio and on television and stuff to talk about that they can b- do a better job. But I've been in this business for a very long time. We have strong ties with dealerships and i 've never seen anybody come close to the to the numbers that I deal with when i 'm going to buy a shop truck or a couple of shops trucks with and i and I can bid it through two or three parts suppliers, so it can be three Chevy dealers that we've bought parts from, and I just ask them to bid it and and put it the here 's the key the key is how much do I write my check for before I go home or before I leave home that 's the real key Great. but if you're it, the broker gives you a baseline um and you can go from there. I'll tell you what I'll do to to either prove I'm right or prove I'm wrong. My email is mark at marksalem.com. If you're truly ready to buy, I'll put you in touch with a gentleman who's been servicing the Salem family for 30 years. Okay. And, and he has all the different flags that he has access to. And I will call him and tell him to accept your call. And then you well, don't give them the the numbers that you have, but you have to bid apples for apples. Yeah, and then you well, got I nothing to lose. That.
8: Okay, no, I got, so, you're absolutely right. I got nothing to lose. They they said they couldn't even get the vehicle till the end of August, the first part of July. Uh, I, you know,
2: I, want, so. <laughs> I I ordered a motorhome, and they're talking 2000 April of 2022. And I said, "Well, then, then you're not wanting a deposit for me because I'm not letting you. Sit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. Oh, all right, Mark at marksalem. Mark with a K at MarkSalemLikeTheCigarette.com. dot com. And um, and and stay right there. Stay right there, Gil. Yep. Um, Gil, I, I'd like you to get a secret code from William. And um, so take him off air, and you two guys come up with some number to give me, so that if I have a hundred Williams that email me asking me <laughs> to help them, that this William has the code. And so Gil's going to Gil's going to do that, and then he's going gonna to text me. Okay. All right. Good luck. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank Thank you very much. All right. Um, it's it's a difficult it's a it's a difficult situation in in the car repair industry with respect to, to how they're selling cars and how they're servicing cars and all that other kind of stuff. L- let me just give you the best advice I can give you. There is no reason to add to the warranty of the vehicle you have. There's no reason whatsoever. The warranty that you have is a major drivetrain warranty, and you have a basic warranty, and then you have a drivetrain warranty, and, and that should cover the first 100,000 miles. There should be no reason you think, you know, let me change that. I can't think of a reason why you would want to buy a warranty five years before you might use it. And if you've traded vehicles out before five years then you're never ever going to be able to use it and it may or may not be transferable to the next person. And I also want to tell you that I haven't done anything on my Dodge pickup truck and I run the hell out of it. I haven't done anything to my Dodge pickup except tires and brakes. It just crossed over I think 125 or 130 and I am going to be putting um, all the belts and all the hoses and all the fluid changes on the next time I drop it off. Now, one other thing I'll tell you real quick, um, I have uh, 10, 10 or more 55 gallon drums that we obtain product in, brake clean, carb clean, and different engine oils and transmission oils. All of them have been drained. Okay, There's no deposit on these But so what I do is, is I get rid of these drums, and here's how it works, okay? If you want a 55-gallon drum for a trash can, then the can itself is going to cost you $15, okay? Just the can itself. Now, if you want the lid cut off... Then I'll cut it off. I'll cut it off with a torch or a saw, uh, an electric saw. One way or another, it'll be a nice, nice job. And, you, and if you cut the top, and all this goes to warrant all this goes to a charity. So it's 18 is the top off. And if you want a handle on it, then you're going to add another five or six dollars because I'm going to go to Home Depot and buy a nice big handle to go on the side of it. And I'm going to use a cu- couple of quarter-inch screws and nuts, put some nice flat washers and lock washers on there so that you can pick this drum up. So if you want to mark it, marksalem.com. So the drum all by itself, and they're in Tempe. You're going to have to go to Tempe and pick them up. Actually, I brought all of them up north so that I could drain them. So I drilled a hole right next to the mouth, and I tipped the can up, and I let it sit there for 10 hours each can to drain everything out of them that I could get. So uh, again, it's fifteen dollars for the can. If you want the top cut off it's eighteen bucks, and if you want a handle on it, then i'm going to charge you for the handle and no labor so they're they're blue, black, and silver. So the silver and the black were chemicals like brake clean or carb clean, but the blue ones are chevron brand drums that there is no deposit on. And um, and they say Chevron oil, and they have a sticker or a painted sticker on them or something like that. So I just happened to notice the last time I was at the shop that we had a whole bunch of barrels out back. And so I thought I'd just bring them up here, wash them off, clean them out, and uh, and get rid of them. And, and and I'm I'm telling you now, I promise you, all the money that we collect on those goes to charity. So anyway, if you're interested, mark at com. The self-defense for car expense is to just make sure that when you're told something... That you ask them to defend that 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 sales pitch, you really need to have your transmission serviced. Well, what does my owner's manual say? Well, no, it's just that you need to travel. your car's a year old. I know, but my my car only has thirty thousand miles on it. Well, that's that's right, but but it's a good idea. Do you know how much that transmission costs? No, no, I don't. Yeah, that could be eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars. Okay, but what does the manual say? Oh, I, it doesn't really make any. We're in Arizona. This is the kind of conversation that I hear all the time. So the owner's manual is made for the car that you drive, and you should follow the the boundaries closely. And I'm telling you right now, if your car's in the last 10 years, then at 100,000 miles, you're going to start doing some maintenance. It's not going to kill you, but the first 100,000 miles is just oil changes and tire rotations and maybe some brakes. But at 100,000 miles, we're going to start going after, and you're going to have to do belts and hoses sometime soon. And that's going to last you for another 100,000. And if you're going to do fluid changes, like all the different fluids, and there could be five or six, then that's going to last you for 100,000 miles. So really you're just hopscotching from 100,000-mile stop and maintain to the next 100,000-mile stop to maintain. There are some changes. I'll give you one example. I service the transmission more often than normal because I haul trailers. And sometimes my transmission temperature is... Uh, is twice the normal range just because I'm climbing a hill with horses or a tractor or a whole bunch of lumber or a whole bunch of fencing material. So there's, there's a reason I do that because I know that I'm taking the transmission and, and I'm working it really hard, and that's okay. I know th- what the fluid smells like new, and I know what the fluid smells like in my transmission, and I know what fluid smells like when it's burnt and, been, and the transmission has been abused. And the only abuse transmission in my family is the one that my wife drives. And I don't know who did that, but it wasn't me. And if you believe that, I got some land in in Gila Bend to sell you (laughs) so anyway my email is mark at marksalem.com you're welcome to join me at any time and talk to me and if you'll leave me your phone number I would appreciate it because I have lots of questions oftentimes you don't give me enough information and I'd like to call you back and I call back from a blocked number but as soon as you answer the phone I say this is Mark Salem I'm returning your call that's all you have to wait is just give me a minute to say that so mark at marksalem.com God bless you wear your belt